Hi, and welcome to another of Mind Maxing podcast series. This series is on adolescence to adulthood uh, and the challenges of those pathways and those journeys. Um, the premise being that things have gotten a lot more complicated uh, and there are many different uh, endpoints to those journeys. I'm delighted to he be here with Rick Dalton, who I've gotten to know over the last couple of years, and he's doing some fantastic things with CFES Brilliant Pathways. He's the president and CEO and, and former uh, director of enrollment planning at Middlebury College uh, years ago. Um, so Rick has a good, good view of both higher ed, uh, higher ed experiences, um, and also the, the, the preparation, the K-12, and, and how people come from adolescence and have successful uh, journeys into higher ed uh, and beyond. So I'm delighted to be here. And this is our first first one that's not done on totally on Zoom, and we're, we're actually in person, and it's super exciting. So glad you could be here, Rick. So I'm going to start with, um, you know, just your thoughts on, on what's what, what have you seen work in terms of helping adolescents navigate that, for all of us, a very difficult journey to, to sure. adulthood? Well, Lee, thanks for, you know, stopping by and uh, give it, giving us the opportunity to, to talk about sort of change and, and journeys. And it, it really is, it's been my life's work. Uh, CFES has been, is now in its 31st year, hmm. which is uh, hard, hard for me to believe in. There's some things, although we've seen tremendous change, and, and I want to talk about that because I think that's where the disruption is. I, I, I'm not sure the path is more difficult. I think what's difficult is that change is occurring so rapidly um, that we're having to recalibrate. And, and you know, where are we? Where are we going? We're, we're having to constantly sort of look at that. And, and change was much slower 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So what, what have I seen in terms of helping young people on their journey? I think that there, there are several things, but there are three that, that come to mind. Um, one is find a mentor or find, find multiple mentors, people who can, who can guide you on that journey, who can help you when you have questions about what you should do next and what are the possibilities, what's the, what's the best pathway, how to get on that pathway. So can't say enough about having a mentor. And one of the things we see is that our kids, and we've helped 100,000 kids go to college, mm -hmm. the, the most successful young people are ones that have been able to find a mentor. And that's a, that's a skill unto itself, I mean, networking. So I would say mentoring, and I would also say build essential skills. And there's so much talk about this recently, and I think that that's a really sort of um, healthy evolution that I've seen. And people are in business, especially successful corporate leaders are talking about, sometimes they call them soft skills or non-cognitive skills. And I, I don't, I don't like that because I think it demeans um, the skills and competencies. We call them essential skills. Mm -hmm. And we've identified six. There, there are many, many more. But, you know, one of them is, is perseverance, mm -hmm. which is absolutely key. You know, call it grit. Uh, call it stick-to-itiveness. Um, networking is another one of those essential skills. And, and it, it is so important for young people to when they have that opportunity to meet someone who can help them on their journey, reach out, extend a hand, send an email, 
um, say, you know, may, may I have a conversation with you about my, my journey? So build your team, build your posse, build your network. That's absolutely essential. So essential skills are crucial. And the, a, a third um, bit of advice is that young people look at their pathway, that they're constantly saying, where do I want to go? And, and that might be sort of higher ed, it might be college. Um, and it's not so much, I want to go to a particular college. I want to go to University of Vermont. I want to go to, to Skidmore. I want to go to Colgate. I want to go to Harvard. It's, I want to go to maybe a four-year. I want to go to a two-year. I want a residential. Um, I want to live at home. These are the sorts of things that I want to learn about. But be thinking about your journey and your pathway. And the pathway, what's it going to take to put me on that pathway to where I want to go? And things may change. And, and I think it's very healthy when they, when they do change, but it, it, they may not. But think about pathways and what it's going to take to move down that pathway. And part of it certainly is, and we're seeing, and again, I think this has been one of the changes in the last 10 years, the connection between what you study and what you do. Um, so we're talking about workplace, we're talking about career readiness, and we expose our, our young people that are part of CFES regularly to careers, to work, to the workplace, um, the jobs of today, the jobs of tomorrow. And then what's it gonna take in terms of post-secondary study to position yourself for jobs. Um, years ago, when I was at Middlebury College, we used to talk about liberal arts and we used to say it, it uh, prepares you for everything and, and trains you for nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's been a, there's been a shift and mm -hmm. we need to be thinking about training. We need to be thinking about readiness mm -hmm. and readiness is, the, the the actual knowledge is going to change, mm -hmm. but those skills, those essential mm -hmm. skills are going to remain crucially important for young people. And we've seen in, in our in our young people that have been successful and so many of the kids we work with, they're the first in their families to go to college. Mm -hmm. um, they, they often come from um, backgrounds where they're um, where there isn't a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So it's it's difficult to take that to take that journey. But what we've repeatedly seen in our most successful kids is that they have the essential skills. They, they have, again, perseverance. They, have, they, they can build network. Um, they're leaders and, and they're leaders of themselves, mm -hmm. first and foremost. And they, they take control of their of their destiny, which I think is absolutely crucial. So those, that would be my advice. Uh, have, get a mentor. Um, think about developing essential skills, and think also about pathways, and what it's going to take to move down your pathway. I really like the the shift you're seeing, and I agree with you that uh, applicability uh, and having. Uh, an ability to connect what one person, a person's learning to what they might actually do. Uh, I know from my own personal learning, my motivation is sky high. If I can see, if I learn this, I can do this. Um, if it's just learning for learning's sake, um, there are many people that are 
predisposed that way, but that's very hard to stay the course when you're just learning for learning's sake. Absolutely. Uh, as much as I love learning, sure. um, you know, the applicability. So that 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 metacognition, that that unexamined life is not worth living kind of thing, that 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 people who think about their lives, uh, and I really believe this is really hard to do in today's constantly bombarding world to be quiet and to reflect, um, you know, how do you encourage young people to, I don't know, turn it off for a bit and, and to really reflect? Is it a, do they do a peer journaling? Do they, you know, what, what are the, what are the kinds of, because that's a, that's a great life skill. Sure. Well, again, um, finding a mentor, mm-hmm. you know, find somebody you respect mm-hmm. and, and, uh, when you, when you find those people and it, you know, I, I shouldn't say a mentor, find, find mentors, mm-hmm. find, find role models, people who, who, who look like you, um, who are in a place where you might want to be. And I think that's where you, that's where you learn um, the behaviors, you know, whether it's listening or reflection. And, you know, I, I think of my own journey and the, the people in my life who, you know, I reached out to, and I, you know, I always sort of looked at those folks and said, I want to be like them. I want, you know, this is an, this is an attribute that can help me. And I think, I think that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's how you do it. You, you, you look around and you, and you find the role models who sort of look like what you want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the many pathways that people can take, uh, education hasn't always been easy for for some people. And and you talked about first gen students, and uh, they particularly have they don't have um, a model in front of them of their parents going to college sure. by definition, um, and so their models may not be as close at hand. So um, so for a you know for a first gen student, what are some things that are hindering or making it difficult uh, in your mind? What are some barriers or obstacles that education or educational structures are are putting in place that make it difficult for people to succeed? Boy, those are great questions. Um, And, you know, I I hate to say it, but there there are a whole lot of barriers. Mm -hmm. Um, And there there are barriers that people around us erect. There are barriers that uh, institutions um, build and their barriers that, that we build in our, in our minds. And we, we need to, again, we need to look to people who have overcome obstacles, who have surmounted uh, barriers. And that's, that's where we can learn. I mean, the, the, the barriers are again, um, you know, there are people around you who, who will sort of put you on the wrong pathway. Um, and it may, it may not be that they will say, you know, go down this pathway. Don't, don't go to college, uh, uh, behave in, in these ways. You, you just, they're the wrong models. And, and I think that that is, a, that's a huge, huge barrier for young people. Um, I, I see, you know, higher ed has been uh, guilty of some of these barriers. Uh, and some of it is the, the cost and, and costs, uh, um, have have gotten out of hand, and uh, th- there's a there's a pushback now 
uh, I believe, against costs. And people are saying, wait, well, you, you can't keep raising tuition, uh, room and board, the cost of going to college, um, $5,000 a year. And there's a, and, and that's, that's a good thing, but certainly that is, that's a barrier in terms of, in terms of going to college. Um, not, not being able to see the pathway. And again, this goes back to the sort of the earlier conversation, but you know, that's a, that's a huge barrier. If, if you, if you, if you have goals, and, and I think it, it begins with goals. I, I want to, to be, I want to become, um, and whether it's in two years or six years or 10 years, and then understanding how I can become. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's absolutely essential. And there may not be pathways that are as sort of readily understandable for first-gen kids, kids who, who don't have um, sort of college in their in their family DNA, and they have to build it themselves. Which is, which I think, by the way, is very very exciting when it when it happens. But you don't know how to get from where you are to where you might want to be. And again, that's that's why you need mentors. Mm -hmm. um, but there there are pathways, and I think that we've seen, and certainly with COVID, and and this is a this this is a a, a time where there are obstacles. I mean, I think it's. Uh, more difficult, more difficult to be in, in in schools today than it has been in, in many many years. And you know, some of that is that we've we've uh, all faced the sort of the duress of of COVID and educators. And and there's a there's, there's a certain sort of beating down that you see in schools that we're seeing in schools. So it's a it's a time when we need optimism. We need to see the light. We need to see it more today, I think, than than ever before, and that can certainly be an obstacle. What we're seeing, and and we're seeing it with again low income first gen kids, that they are less likely to go to college today mm -hmm. than they were pre COVID. Right, and obviously that's a concern because pre COVID two years ago, it wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. Those those mm -hmm. those success rates in mm -hmm. terms of accessing. And succeeding in post-secondary education, mm -hmm. so that's it. That's troubling, but again, we believe, and our organization CFES is all about helping kids overcome obstacles to get where they can have opportunity and success in their lives. I, I like the idea of of mapping one's journey. Um, that old, you know, if you're lost, going faster doesn't get you in there. <laughs> doesn't get you in there any yeah, faster. Yeah. Um, but the idea of, of mapping a journey, you know, you may not believe this or not, but I used to be a runner, um, and right. and uh, one of the things that I would do to help myself finish my run was to pick incremental. I can make it to that telephone pole. I can make it to that corner. I can make it to you know, this turning point. Um, and so um, one of the things that's happened in happening right now is the conversation about micro credentials, smaller units of credential. Um, and a lot of the people that we're talking to on these podcasts are talking about them. But in my mind, a lot of these micro credentials, which many of them are competency based, the competencies could be achieved by a 14 year old. They don't, you don't have to be 20 uh, to get a micro-credential. And I'm just interested in your thoughts about, you know, if bringing things like that into the high school 
well, because they, they're happening outside of the school system. Um, if you think that would be uh, ability for someone to start to check off, uh, you know, head start on their journey, so to speak. Um, I, I totally agree. And, and I mean, it, and those, those credentials um, are sort of markers of, of one's journey. So, you, you, you know, you've got, you've got guideposts along the way and you can say, okay, I'm, um, I can see where I'm going and I've accomplished this. I've got to the, to the telephone pole and I was a runner also and did, did the same thing. Um, but I, I think that that's it. That's a wonderful thing to do. We have all of our students complete what we call a scholar map. Mm. So our, our and, and we call our CFES student scholars and they, whatever grade they're in, they identify goals and they look at what it's going to take to allow them to achieve those goals. And we, we think of goals in terms of education and we think of goals in terms of workplace. And certainly there are, there are other markers along the way, but we believe in, in our organization is all about really post-secondary education is essential. It may not be four-year residential mm -hmm. college. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not, not every kid has to go to the state university or, um, or Dartmouth or Middlebury um, or, or Skidmore, Castle, wherever. But they do need to be thinking about post-secondary study mm -hmm. and, and what are they going to do in terms of the learning? Because the learning, the learning doesn't stop. And if you look at the jobs that, that are on, that are today and, and that are on the horizon, you know, so many of them are based in, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math. And young people need to understand what, what it's going to take so that they're in a place to really work in, in a STEM field or work in a field that, that is important to them, where they can make a, a livable wage. Um, for our kids, that, that may mean you know, moving out of poverty. It may mean mm -hmm. buying a house, buying a car, contributing to their, to their community, um, allowing them to have a family. Mm -hmm. But what, what are the jobs mm -hmm. and what's it going to take? And then what are the credentials along the way that will allow you to move toward that, that job, toward, toward that, that paycheck? Just a thought as I'm sitting here, those six essential skills would be great micro-credentials because I'm sure they're competency-based or could be competency-based. And like you said, every employee, every employer would love employees with those skills. Sure. Um, and and uh, anyway, we'll talk, no, about, that. We'll I, talk I, about that offline. I, I, I'd love I, to connect I, you with uh, love yeah. some opportunities sure. here. So, so looking forward, um, you know, someday this pandemic will end. Um, that's a, a rumor. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. And so, yep. so, so what do you see in the, in the future in terms of, you know, how these pathways um could be smoother or more open to more people to, to get to that place of su a successful journey to adulthood? Well, I, I think, you know, even in the midst of the pandemic, it's, it's not like um, obstacles are insurmountable that, you know, they're, they're difficult um, to, to, to get over, to, to get through. Um, and, and I think it's, it's kind of where we started, you know, it's, you know, gets, get a team. 
get get find people that are that are going to bring out your best, that are going to help you over those those hurdles. Um, essential skills, develop those essential mm-hmm. skills. Um, be think be thinking about your pathway. Um, Lee, one of the things that we talk about now is a is a ten point plan, mm-hmm. and here's the the, the ten point plan. We uh, we want all of our students every year to complete a 10-point plan. So in a sense, that is a, that's a credential. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a credential for a young person. And it's a credential for a school. Mm-hmm. When a school has uh, all of its students complete the 10-point plan, they become a school of distinction. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, we do think in terms of credentials. We do think in, in terms of maps. And I think all of us need those those sort of because we are looking at the telephone poles and saying, you know, I'm going to get to that telephone pole. I'm going to make it to the um, to that red house. Um, and, and we need those goals. We need to be thinking about kind of where we're headed. And that's what we try to do as an organization be very clear about goals and, and steps and pathways that our young people need to take to to find opportunity. I got the opportunity to attend uh, your awards night, your annual for these schools of distinction. And I will tell you, I sat at a table with several people. They were really excited to receive that award. Um, It was really impressive how valued that was by the people receiving it. How are these schools of distinction being appreciated by higher ed? Um, I, I think in different ways. I, I think certainly the students who are, I mean, the, the success in schools is, is about student success. I mean, there is no school success unless the young people mm-hmm. in the building mm-hmm. are, are achieving and, and are sort of, moving down pathways. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, that helps young people in terms of higher education, their goals toward higher education helps them in, in achieving workplace success. And that ultimately helps helps those schools. And that's what they're all about. So are you getting um, like feedback from, I won't ask a close-ended question, what feedback are you getting from students who have gone on to college, persisted, graduated? Are they coming back in as mentors? And is it a virtuous cycle with people that have been through the program? Well, we we certainly hope so. I mean, we have an alumni network. And and part of, if you look at that 10-point plan, you know, perhaps the most important point is that students teach what they learn to younger peers. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what we're all about. Um, it's not enough to, to get there yourself. You really need to extend a hand and help other people on, on their journey. Bloom's taxonomy would be happy. <laughs> so, yeah. so. Well, this, yeah. this, this has been delightful, Rick. And uh, any closing comments or any thoughts? Or no, I, I, you know, as I said earlier, I, you know, these... These are difficult times, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with, with COVID and some of the, the widening gaps that we see mm-hmm. across our country. And we see them in terms of, you know, who's going to college and who's graduating from college and, you know, who's getting the, the, the jobs. Um, but 
this is also a time of opportunity. I mean, tremendous opportunity. And young people, and we're seeing this with, with our kids who set goals and, and find somebody to help them achieve those goals, um, doors open. And they, they will continue to open. And, and I think that some of the disruption that we're seeing is disruption can mean opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing huge change. I mean, exponential change like we've never seen before. And the, the truth is change is greater and moving more rapidly today than ever in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, as we look back, this will be slower right. than before the child is born today. Right. That will be the slowest they will ever see. Right. So get comfortable with change. Right. I've, get, heard, I've, heard, I've heard that today's pace of change is the slowest you'll ever experience. It. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, <laughs> it's get, get comfortable with disruption <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it is here to stay. No. Um, Great, great, great to spend some time with you. Hey. Thanks very much, Rick. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. And this has been another of Mind Maxing's podcast series, Adolescence to Adulthood with Rick Dahl. Thank you. If you found this podcast valuable or the topic important, please consider sharing it with your network. If you'd like to listen to or watch more podcasts or read our blog, please come to mindmax.net. Mm-hmm.